It's time for today's AM Minnesota program, and we are going to be talking about a special program, the Foster Grandparent Program. It's being organized and run by Lutheran Social Services. Carolyn Shearer joins us. Uh, Carolyn, I forgot to ask you before we went on, what is your official title with Lutheran Social Services? Yes, my official title is uh, Director of AmeriCorps Seniors Programs at, at Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota. Now, I've known about Lutheran Social Services for most of my life because I, I am a Lutheran, but I didn't realize it until I was reading a little bit of the background that Lutheran Social Services actually started over in Red Wing a long time ago. That is correct. Um, Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota began in 1865 when a Lutheran pastor and his congregation opened an orphanage for children near Red Wing. Um, and today, um, it's an organization with around 2,500 employees and 10,000 volunteers. And is it mainly contributions, or do churches in the reason support you, or where do the funds come from to do all the organizing and things that Lutheran Social Services provides? Well, absolutely. We, um, you know, are we have individual donors to the program and what uh, to the many programs and. Um, several um, strong church partners as well, and then other, um, you know, uh, grants and both state and federal um, uh, funding sources as well. So a real variety of um, funding sources. And really how it got started is there was a local need and someone had an idea, mm -hmm. and this was long before there were any sort of government safety nets or anything like mm -hmm. that. Well, that's correct. And I think that's, you know, Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota really strives to, you know, um, kind of adapt to the changing needs of Minnesotans. And I think, um, and, you know, we see that today. Today, you know, the organization helps one in 65 Minnesotans um, through services that inspire hope, change lives, and build community. Well, you, I saw the flyer about you looking for foster grandparent volunteers and I was reading a little bit about it and I said gee that kind of reminds me of the big brothers big sisters program only maybe for some of us that are too old to be big brothers and big sisters well absolutely our foster grandparent volunteers provide support and mentorship guidance um, to young people in schools or other settings where kids are. So it could be a child care center or a Head Start program, something like that. And the Foster Grandparent Program is actually a program of AmeriCorps seniors. So it's a national service program. Um, and Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota is a sponsor of that program, Foster Grandparent Program, and also the Senior Companion Program, which is another AmeriCorps seniors program. But we're excited to talk about Foster Grandparent Program today. With the school year starting, we're definitely recruiting and looking for more Foster Grandparent volunteers. You know, I would often think about this, Carolyn, that... When I was growing up and had six brothers and sisters and we were on the mm -hmm. farm, we were involved in school activities and some sports and church. But when whatever activity was done, our mom was there to pick us up, take us nine, mm -hmm. ten miles back out to the farm. We did homework and we helped dad with chores and, and farm work. There were opportunities to make a bad decision, the fork in the road, but 
boy, today it seems like there's a whole lot more opportunities for kids to make bad decisions mm-hmm. than when we were growing up. Well, I, you know, our volunteers, our foster grandparent volunteers certainly are those extra supports and the extra, you know, caring adults in young people's lives to offer that, you know, support and guidance and help young people to thrive. And, um, I think, you know, young people, all young people can benefit from those relationships where um, they know that they matter and they have somebody there who's, you know, encouraging them and empowering them to um, be be their best and to, um, you know, reach the goals that they have for themselves. And I think the tough part with kids nowadays, too, is more of them didn't have the opportunity to grow up in the the stable home, maybe that a very large percentage of my generation did. And mm. between uh, working moms and, and everything else, uh, maybe that's something that's lacking. So here's a great opportunity for someone to say, let's see if we can get a friend and make a difference. Well, exactly right. This is a great opportunity for adults um, in the community who are, you know, hoping to engage in their community. And we, you know, through the program, um, you know, we can provide a lot of that, you know, structure and, you know, support to help individuals engage, you know, in service in their community. Our foster grandparent volunteers, like I mentioned, are 55 years of age and older, and um, they commit to um, around 10 to even up to 40 hours a week of service um, um, as a foster grandparent volunteer. Um, And that can be quite, you know, um, uh, so we really work with each volunteer and, you know, helping them engage in a way that works for them and where they're at at their point in life. And could it be just to become a friend and visit with these kids and try and provide a role model? Or could it be something like, uh, gee, uh, this little girl won't be able to be involved in band or sports Mm. or something unless someone is there to take them because uh, maybe the moms and the dads are are working and they can't do it? Could it Mm. be, what what would be entailed in, in being a foster grandparent? Well, great question. So foster grandparent volunteers only interact with the young people that they're working with at the center or the school site um, where they are matched. So it is a site-based program. Um, And that might be one distinction between, you know, this program and when you mentioned Big Brothers, Big Sisters. So some of those, um, you know, mentors might take a, you know, young person out in the, in the community to do an activity, whereas this program is, you know, only, um, you know, at that school site or child care site. Um, and when they are there, they form one-to-one relationships with students just the same. So they might work with a young person on reading or on some math skills. They might do a board game or even, you know, do some things that a grandparent might do, you know, if they were volunteering at a school in the winter, maybe helping get boots on or tying a shoe. Um, you know, some of those um, just extra kind of supportive roles. So, you know, not only are they, you know, providing that supportive relationship to the, you know, young people in the classroom, um, they're also a real support to the school or to the um, other center where they might be working, um, you know, and then certainly the the volunteers experience a real benefit from their service as well. Um, you know, we, we see that you know, many, uh, 90% or more of our volunteers feel that their, uh, you know, volunteer service has changed their life in a positive way. And many 
feel more socially connected and even healthier because of their volunteer service. And maybe the uh, kids can teach us older folks. Maybe they can help us figure out our cell phone, maybe, or our computer. Well, I think that is the best case scenario where it can be a mutual relationship because we have cer- certainly have things like that to learn from young people. And they, um, we have, think, you know, foster grandparent volunteers certainly have um, a lot of wisdom and experience to share as well. I, yeah. assume, I assume, Carolyn, from the news release that uh, we have room for a lot more foster grandparents and otherwise you wouldn't be trying to get the word out. So there must be a tremendous need. That's right. Yeah, we are, you know, um, hoping to build some programs back up and we do have a need for foster grandparent volunteers, you know, in Faribault um, is a, you know, an area where we're really looking for more foster grandparent volunteers and in surrounding communities. And if we have volunteers in an area where we don't already have an established school site or, or you know, child care center site, you know, we will look to find one because we know that, you know, many um, community partners are interested in working with the program, um, but may, might not know that they, there are volunteers available. I assume, Carolyn, that there's some sort of uh, checking and background checks. I mean, you never know these days, so probably some due diligence is done. Just, well, if I volunteer to do this, uh, you're going to do a little bit of checking for the safety of the kids and the whole organization, or how does all that work? Yeah, Yep, exactly. So we have all volunteers um, fill out an application, um, and then there's a background check process that we help guide our volunteers through. Um, following the background check process, there is a kind of an orientation um, that each volunteer does with our staff, and then pre-service orientation and training. So all um, AmeriCorps senior uh, foster grandparent volunteers complete 20 hours of pre-service training before or they're matched at the school site. So there is a screening process and then a process to make sure that all volunteers feel equipped and trained and prepared um, to serve at their, um, at their site. And I should also note uh, that one of the other benefits to volunteering as a foster grandparent volunteer is that there is a small stipend, um, and that is a non-taxable stipend, an hourly stipend, and it which does not count as income. So it doesn't count when determining el- eligibility for other benefits. Um, so, so there's an hourly stipend. Volunteers also receive um, stipended time off. Um, there are, you know, some holiday pay and emergency, you know, stipended hours. Uh, so, you know, that's a, another real benefit, you know, of being a part of the program. Just, you know, it's a little bit of extra income. Well, it'll help. Um, it'll help from that volunteer service. It would help cover the gas, maybe driving somewhere, yep. some of those kinds of right. things. And so it's kind of nice yep. to be reimbursed. But I would suspect uh, most grandparents uh, they don't do it because, or they aren't doing it because they might get a little bit of money. They want a purpose, or they have time in their lives, and they want to do something productive. Well, exactly. I mean, I think that's one of the themes we see over and over again from when we hear feedback from our volunteers is really that sense of purpose. And, you know, one of our volunteers recently said, you know, she commented on this program being a win-win for her and the children. She said, I feel like I'm making a difference in their lives in so many ways. They have also made a difference in my life with their smiles, hugs, honesty, and joy in learning new things. Um, being a foster grandparent volunteer has given me so much joy and new purpose in this phase of life. And it, it 
could even be something, uh, maybe this child is growing up, but it's a busy home. Dad and mom are both working. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of felt that way because I was the oldest of, of seven kids or second oldest. So there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, specialized time for the older ones because there were little ones that needed a lot more of attention. Mm-hmm. So it could even fill in that role to have someone to just visit with them because sometimes dad and mom maybe don't have a lot of time. Well, that's right. You know, it is really, it's a unique way for, you know, people to provide that extra support and um, mentorship guidance, you know, for young people at their school, you know, and I think that's an opportunity just, and I, and I think, you know, we also see a real benefit for the young people in the school site, you know, through research and site-based mentoring programs. We know that young people, um, you know, that could improve their attendance or their attitude towards school, knowing that there is a, you know, a, uh, somebody there who really cares for them and is, um, you know, looking forward to seeing them each day. I'm not sure if anybody's ever done any research or this is scientifically proven, but it just seems like young kids are have a natural instinct or are drawn to older people sometimes. And, mm. and it, it, does it seem like that way to you, Carolyn, that they want someone to talk to that's older sometimes? Well, I think so. Yeah. And even from my own experience, you know, my children went to a daycare um, that was intergenerational and they had the opportunity to, you know, um, spend time with um, kind of those grandparent figures at the, at the daycare center. And that was a real, they always really enjoyed that, um, even as real young kids. So I think that's right. I, I really do think, you know, um, children enjoy that time with, um, you know, older adults and, um, and that kind of mutual learning and, and support that takes place. And maybe they don't have their real grandparents. Maybe they passed mm-hmm. or maybe they're on the other side of the country and they don't get to see yeah. them very often. That's right. That can be a real special relationship. Absolutely. Well, Carolyn, if you can stand by, we have to take a quick break for the markets. I always say I'm the farm director. Not a good thing when the farm guy forgets to play the markets if he gets carried away Uh, talking to somebody. (laughs) So stand by, Carolyn. We'll take a two-minute break. Then we'll continue with today's AM Minnesota program. Hogs are mixed in the early going on Tuesday. Soybeans, cattle, and corn are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With more than 50 corn lines to choose from, Stein offers elite genetics with a broad range of traits. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are down this morning on profit-taking. USDA's National Good to Excellent rating was only down one point on the week, a little bit less than expected. Most forecasts have continued dry weather into mid-month with hotter temperatures starting this weekend. September beans are down four at 13.91 and a quarter. November's two and three quarters lower at 14.03. September bean meals down four dollars seventy cents at four twenty one. September soybean oils up forty two points at sixty seven thirty two. Corn seen some profit taking. The good to excellent rating was down two points, not the drop analysts had been expecting after last week's weather. Crops generally look better east of the Mississippi than west. September corns just come back to steady at four seventy eight and a half. December's still down one and a half at four ninety four and three quarters. Chicago and Kansas City wheat are down with the winter wheat harvest over. Minneapolis is mixed, watching these slower than normal spring wheat harvest. But the main negative for wheat continues to be the slow export demand. September Chicago's down 11 and a quarter at 576 and three quarters. 
With concerns about crop conditions, December cotton's up 54 at 87.41, but on spread trade, November rice is down a penny at 16.29. Live and feeder cattle are lower on profit taking in yesterday's modestly lower close in beef. Direct cattle markets are still kind of quiet. October live's down 32 at 181.22, December's 25 lower at 185.40. October feeders are 50 lower at 256.52. And nearby hogs are down to furds are up, adjusting spreads and keeping an eye on demand. October leans down 45 at 81.40. December's 27 lower at 73.15. Crude oil's weak below 80 a barrel. Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. The market update was sponsored by the KDHL Agra Boosters. They include T&W Towing, your heavy-duty towing and recovery experts. Also, Northern Buildings for quality post-frame construction. Go to their website, northernbuildings.com. Also, Community Co-op Oil Association in Faribault. That's where everyone is welcome to be part of the company. Community Co-op Local since 1925 to serve you better. Also, Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency in Nearstrand. Craig helped protect all things important to you. And 321 Fence in Faribault, specializing in top quality fences for residential and commercial properties. Contact Micah. Go to 321FenceInc.com. My guest on today's AM Minnesota program is Carolyn Shears. She works with Lutheran Social Service, and we've been talking about the Foster Grandparent Program. Volunteers are needed in Carolyn, I was thinking, even though I was paying a little bit of attention to the markets, let's start with, say someone is over 55 and they've got some time and maybe their wife or husband is saying, uh, I don't want you around the house all the time. You need to find out something to do. How would they go about reaching out to you or if if they're thinking, boy, that sounds kind of fun if I could uh, work with uh, someone younger? Well, we would encourage anyone interested in the program to reach out either on our website or um, by calling our our number. Um, The toll-free number is 888-205-3770. So 888-205-3770. Or going to the um, Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota website, which is lssmn.org. And then from there, you can scroll, scroll around, check many of the different, you know, LSS um, programs. If they go to um, services for older adults, um, that's where they can find um, the foster grandparent program. And we do call this Lutheran Social Services, but I'm fairly certain that no matter what religion you are or if you don't have a religion at all, you can still help out. Oh, absolutely. Yes, we encourage, um, you know, people from all um, backgrounds, traditions, cultures uh, to apply as a foster grandparent volunteer. What kind of support do you get along the way? Is there someone that the foster grandparent can talk to? Maybe uh, (laughs) one of the kids start talking to them about a major issue they were dealing with and all at once. Geez, I led such a sheltered life. I'm not sure how I should help with this. There's someone that then the grandparent can reach out to to get some advice on how to deal with this? Great question. So, yes, we have program coordinators who are local 
located all around the state of Minnesota. So um, each foster grandparent volunteer would be assigned to a program coordinator, um, and that would be their point of contact for the program. So uh, the program coordinator also would um, host a monthly or every other month meeting um, with that volunteer and a group of other local volunteers um, to talk about um, you know, to do some training together, um, you know, to talk about how the program is going and just really provide that kind of support and, and build a sense of community among, um, you know, the, the, the volunteers. Um, so, so yes, so each, so we want to make sure that each, you know, volunteer receives support throughout their participation in the program and also, you know, gets that continual training. So volunteers, once they are matched in the program, uh, um, they then participate in two to four hours of training per month, um, and they also receive a stipend for that training time. So, um, so we want to make sure that we are offering all the things that you know volunteers need to to be um, well supported and equipped um, in their volunteer service. And then, what about the kids? Uh, the the spots? Uh, do, do the kids ask to have a foster grandparent or, or do they do you go and kind of recruit the kid or how does it work on that end? Well, typically the, you know, if a foster grandparent volunteer is um, serving at a school, for example, um, the teacher at the school will identify children. It might be their entire classroom that the foster grandparent will work with. So they might be kind of stationed in that classroom and work individually with students, you know, a variety of students throughout the day. Or a teacher might identify a few students to say these students really could use some extra, you know, support. Um, and then, you know, the foster grandparent is able to provide that. So the foster grandparent is in very close contact with either the, you know, the teacher or um, the site staff um, kind of in their day-to-day -day, um, service. And maybe you could even fine-tune it, too. I just had a thought of some of the Hallmark movies that my wife and I have watched, but maybe you've got an elderly person that loved music, is a great uh, sure. piano player, plays an instrument, and there's someone in these classes that, that have that same interest. Maybe you can kind of match those up, too. Oh, I think that's wonderful when that is... When we're able to do that, and when we want to get to know the volunteers too, and you know all the many you know strengths and um, experiences that they have, and and you know I think there's really it's wonderful when we can utilize those you know in the settings as well. So um, if a volunteer knows how to play piano and can help teach a young person, you know, spend some time with them on that, I mean, I think that would be a um, a great situation. Or maybe someone uh, mm -hmm. likes athletics or a different sport yeah. and can even then go out during recess or, or, mm -hmm. or maybe even help the coaches. It, the, the, it's endless when you start thinking about the different opportunities <laughs> to combine the passion of us old folks with young kids. Yes. And I, I know, you know, that the, the kids and young people, if they, you know, see other, other students with the foster grandparent volunteer, many of them will then also ask to say, well, I want to spend some time with that, you know, um, Grandma Barb or, you know, um, during the day too. So um, definitely, you know, I was just, you know, looking at one of our um, stories from a classroom teacher and I thought I could share that as well. Um, yes. 
So, you know, she said, our classroom is positively impacted by the nurturing the foster grandparent gives to the students. They all love having the opportunity to work with her one-on-one. She's able to listen to each child, read individually, and provide feedback. She is a great asset during small group time when she's able to work with a group. Every day in my classroom, she is in my classroom is a blessing. The foster grandma is kind and gives attention to all the kids, but has a way of knowing which kids may need a little extra TLC and gives it to them. They really enjoy the extra help and attention. And think what this does for the teacher and all the kids in their class then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a real, I I often say it's a win, win, win. It's a, you know, it's a win for the young person. It's a win for the volunteer. And it's also a win for um, the school or the um, community partner site. And I know that when people get to the age where they do retire, Many of us have been maybe a little bit too dedicated to our professions Mm -hmm. and we didn't develop any hobbies and all at once, boom, now we're retired, sit down in a rocker and are totally lost. You need some Mm -hmm. hobbies, you need some things to do and what a golden opportunity with the foster grandparent. Well, it really can be a great second act. You know, our volunteers come from any back, you know, every background. So they don't need to be teachers or former teachers or former, um, you know, child care workers. They can, you know, come from any, you know, work in any field in their career. This is an opportunity to do something different and to, you know, like you said, they really have that, you know, sense of purpose and service to their community. Well, we've only got about three or four minutes left, uh, Carolyn, but is there something we should have talked about that we haven't so far? You know, I I really appreciate this time, and I would also just, you know, briefly highlight, um, you know, we are certainly looking for foster grandparent volunteers, you know, with the school year starting back up, and we can, you know, onboard and you know bring on new foster grandparent volunteers throughout the year, but we are continually looking for senior companion volunteers as well. And that is the other AmeriCorps senior program that Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota sponsors. Um, And the senior companion program is um, also engages adults 55 and older, um, but instead of working with young people, senior companions work with other, with older adults in the community. So they might work with one to several older adults to provide companionship, be a friendly visitor, you know, maybe help somebody um, stay independent a little bit longer in their home or um, get them, you know, engaged in the community. So taking um, a client out for, to get groceries or or a pharmacy visit or out for a cup of coffee. Um, so if anyone, you know, is interested in the senior companion vol- um, program, we are also looking for volunteers for that as well. I think the good Lord made us to be social people. And I've seen this more than once, Carolyn, in my years here at KDH, I've gotten to know so many people, a couple that's been together for 50 or 60 years and they're healthy sure. and, and all at once, Suddenly one yeah. gets sick and passes. And the other one, it seems like many times, two, three, four months, they're gone if you can die of a broken heart. But you know, there, there maybe you can fill in for that one, that tremendous loss of someone yeah. you spent 50 or 60 years of your life with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, again, the, you know, our senior companion volunteers really experience a sense of purpose and that's, you know, um, and also, you know, the meaning that that provides for the, the clients in the community. Yeah. I'm a big believer in karma and what goes around comes around. And maybe if I can help the elderly, 
there might come a day when I'm hoping they can yeah. come and help me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So the, the contact information, again, let's go over that. If you just went to any yeah. search engine and went Lutheran Social Services Minnesota, you'd probably get close. That is correct. Yes. Um, the website is lssmn.org. Um, and then the phone number is 888-205-3770. 888-205-3770. You did say one thing during the program that I was really surprised at, that there was a small stipend that uh, doesn't mm -hmm. affect any income taxes or any different uh, programs yeah. that you might be on. That, that caught me by surprise, but it actually is kind of nice to help cover some of the costs of uh, the foster grandparents or the, the folks going in visiting uh, other elderly. Yeah, absolutely. It is a nice benefit to the program and, you know, that it's non-taxable, um, you know, as a, um, you know, it, that does help. And, um, uh, yeah, and, and to also, you know, earn some stipend time off and, and that is, I think, a really nice benefit to the program. Yep, and you said anywhere from just a few hours a week to quite a few hours a week, depending yeah. on how much time you have. Yeah, we look for about a minimum of 10 hours a week up to, and some of our volunteers, um, you know, serve 40 hours a week in the program. And we have some that are brand new to the program. Other volunteers have been, you know, with this program for over 20 years. Uh, so there's a real wide range of experiences even within our um, volunteer pool. And the other key point was uh, the supervision. And, and if it's uh, a teacher mm -hmm. or a parent or you're on my side of the grandparents and something comes up, there, there's professionals there to help guide you when you're That's confronted right. with something that you aren't sure about. I think that was key, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Our foster grandparents are never alone when they're at the school. So they always have the support of the school staff or the site staff, you know, when they are serving. Um, and then, you know, also have the support of the Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota um, program coordinator who will be in touch with them regularly throughout their service in the program. Well, we've got the national news coming up here shortly. Carolyn, uh, thanks for coming on the program and let's hope we got some more foster grandparent volunteers interested. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. And here's a national news from ABC right here on KDA.